This is the Living Out Podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. I help people use their difference to make a difference. Now, that expression came to me while I was presenting to a group of students, and I'm going to speak about that on the podcast in just a moment. And I realized that summarizes best the work that I do here. I speak about issues concerning social justice, LGBTQ, equality, diversity, and humanitarian human rights, humane rights. I coach gay men primarily, but I'm not exclusively stuck in a box of excluding others, but that's just my niche because I'm a gay man. But what I'm looking to do, what I seek to do on this podcast, in my writing, on my publication, Think Queerly, and in the one-on-one work I do with individuals, is to help people use their uniqueness, their insights, their gifts, and their talents to make a difference in the world. Now, I want to do a bit of quick housekeeping. I have a really big favor And it might not be that big a favor to you, but it's a huge, meaningful favor to me. My podcast is growing. This is the 71st episode that I've recorded. And what I have planned for the future, what I would like to do, is very much going to be dependent on the feedback that I get from you, the listener. I want to know what kind of value I bring, whether the format I offer this podcast in is most helpful, what I could do better, what I could do more of, what I could do that's new. And I have an idea for an additional segment. It would be sort of a podcast on its own, but it's absolutely connected to this. But I need to know if that's going to be a hell's yes for you, if that's something you really want me to do. So what I'm asking is that you would do a short survey. This will take five to 10 minutes tops. It's about 23 questions. I know that might seem daunting, but it's very click. Most of them are multiple choice or yes, no questions. And I think there are three open-ended questions for you to give me some deeper feedback. Now, I'm going to leave that link in the show notes, but you can go there directly now and bookmark that if you'd like. And I've got a short link for it. It's a bit.ly link. So it's Go into your web browser and enter bit.ly slash L-O-P survey. So it's like bit, like I bit down on something, dot L-Y slash L-O-P, which is short for Living Out Podcast Survey. It's all lowercase. Your assistance with this would really help me to determine what to do next and, and to keep this podcast helpful, meaningful, hopefully life-changing for you. All right, so let me get right into today's episode, and I'm calling it Destructive Emotions Are Related to Ignorance. So I mentioned the class. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to speak to the students of, of one of my colleagues, Jeffrey, sorry, Jeffrey Yovanone's class foundations of social justice that he teaches in buffalo and the class is about sexism and masculinity and or rather that's what they've been talking about over the last couple of classes 
And he invited me to speak about the recent ad campaign by Gillette, The Best Men Can Be. And he asked his students to prepare for the class by reviewing the podcast I did, Authentic Masculinity is the Best a Man Can Get, episode 52. Now, Jeffrey is a scholar activist, a queer thinker. He's the primary writer for Queer History for the People on Medium, and he's a columnist on my publication on Medium, Think Queerly, and I think he's up to his fourth column, Talk Queerly, where he is taking sort of a a personal take on some very important social issues and giving some of his intellectual rigor behind the issues to try and break down what the problem is. So he's a very insightful, intelligent man leading a really interesting class, looking at helping to create young leaders in social justice and evolutionary change in the world. Like, that's my bag. That's my thing, right? So I presented a little bit about who I was, and then the class opened up to questions about the Gillette ad controversy. And and namely, why this was the thing that we were all sort of struggling with. And it was certainly a thing that I talked about in the Authentic Masculinity is the Best a Man Can Get podcast. Why were people like James Woods and Piers Morgan so angry, so on the defensive about this ad? And if you haven't seen it, again, in the show notes, I'll have a link to that podcast and a a link to that Gillette ad. In a, a quick summary of the ad, if you haven't seen it or hadn't heard about it, the video opens up and there are things that are happening that are sort of the status quo. Like a couple of boys, kids are like fighting and and one kid's clearly being a bully and overpowering the other one. And they're in a backyard family barbecue gathering. And the two dads are looking, ha 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 ha, boys will be boys. And they're just playing and they don't do anything about it. And there's another scene where a whole bunch of maybe young teens are chasing clearly a younger, smaller boy and it's, it's clear they're going to like beat him up or they're going to bully him or something. And people are just watching and ignoring. And they sort of do like a split. So that's one reality. But here is the better reality. And the new reality is that in the backyard of the barbecue, now we see the one father say, hey, boys, break it up. This is not acceptable behavior. Stop it. And he does it in a gentle way. And in the other example, we see a father standing with his boy, witnessing these kids chasing the one, and the father goes to protect the boy being chased, and his son sees what his father does. And the son clearly is learning an important lesson about what it means to be an ethical, responsible, caring, empathetic human being, not being stuck in the man box of let boys be damn boys and men be damn men, according to Piers Morgan on one of his initial tweet reactions to the Gillette ad. Anyway, so we went deep into the questions of the root of the problem. Where does this misguided masculinity, which at its worst becomes what we've called toxic masculinity, these levels of extreme hatred 
um, dislike or pushback against, you know, anyone who dares question social norms or the status quo. You know, we were talking about James Wood just jumping up and down, literally like a crazed animal, at, at something that really shouldn't cause that level of angry reaction. I mean, when you watch the video, the question I think we have to ask ourselves is, why would we want to stand back as an adult, as a caring human being, and let a young defenseless child be chased and mobbed and attacked and bullied by a group of other boys or other people for that matter. Why is that okay? Why would we condone that behavior? So we had a couple of different ideas, like this is how people were brought up. They don't know any better. Um, maybe they're just being stupid, <laughs> you know, but I suggested that we actually need to back up right to the very beginning and recognize at the most base, the very first level, and as hard as this can be, we have to accept that ignorance is the core problem. And when we see someone like a Piers Morgan and a James Wood, we can say, is ignorance, we can ask, is ignorance the question to ask here? Is ignorance the problem? Meaning, are they, for example, so stuck in behaviors that they've repeated for year after year after year, that at this point they don't know any better, that at this point they don't even realize that, you know, their subconscious brain is just immediately going into reaction when they see something like this, when they see anything confronting what they believe to be the only identity, the binary, hegemonic, patriarchal, status quo standard. This is what I was taught. This is how I was brought up. You know, fuck anyone else. Screw the liberal media, you know, and, and whatever else they like to use as sort of like a buzzword when they don't have the ability or capacity to actually intellectually and emotionally have a discussion about why they're having this reaction in the first place. Now, someone like a James Woods I don't know enough about him, but he really seems like he's gone off the deep end on one level and maybe he's a lost cause. And that's the thing. We some have to de- sometimes we have to decide who we're going to confront and challenge in, in an emotionally supportive way. But when people are following Piers Morgan and James Woods, just take James Wood, you know, an actor who's got a huge following right? He's been around for a long time. He's now in his 70s. He's been an actor all of his life. People admire him. And when he's saying cockamamie bullshit like that on his Twitter feed, he's reinforcing this paradigm, which means we have so much work to do to break down those kinds of attitudes, to dissect them, to make it clear where they, what they are, where they came from, and to help more people understand the ways in which they can actually impart new wisdom, new insights. And, you know, sometimes there's a level of stupidity, and stupidity in the sense that comes from 
anger. You know, someone is already being so arrogant and and so self-important and full of themselves that they're not authentic. Because arrogance and hubris is is not authenticity. It's it's a lack of self-assuredness, it's a lack of self-awareness, it's a huge amount of insecurity. And it's a wall that people put up when they try and make themselves appear and seem so much better than anyone else because they're afraid of other people discovering who they actually are. They're afraid of that weakness. And in many cases, it's men. And they're afraid of what would be termed the feminine in them. Weakness, showing that they actually care, showing that they have empathy, allowing themselves to cry, allowing themselves to admit that they might be wrong, allowing themselves to actually have a caring, mutual, helpful, beneficial discussion, as opposed to simply attacking, bullying, and calling people names. So when we come back, or when I come back to ignorance, in the largest sense, this is a lack of relevant education, or knowledge. Many people, and I think with respect to this ad, it's generally the United States that is the audience that had the biggest and most problematic, and in many cases, positive reaction. There are a lot of people don't don't have very extensive years of education And we have to go also right down to the root of that challenge. Poverty, social class, race, gender. We also have to look at how the United States is making it very difficult for people to pursue education. And we have to look at the current government that is trying to destroy education. Which means if you make education more difficult to attain, you create a population that's basically, dare I say stupid, but the intention of the people in power that are taking away access, free access to education, they have the intention to make a mass, a population of very ignorant people who don't have the intellectual or emotional capacity through what they can learn, through quality education, to question what their government is doing. It's a form of tyranny. It's a form of fascism. It's a form of these super capitalist rich individuals, these elites that want to do everything they possibly can to hold on to power. So the less education that people have, the greater their ignorance, the more that someone is raised in a very dogmatic, ideologically based religion, for example, where people live, in what state, in what city, the social political structures in which they grow up, the messages they receive about humanity or human rights or what a man is supposed to do or what a girl is supposed to do when they live in a state that's battling 
trying to take away trans rights or to remove language from education. You know, that's even happening here in Ontario, Canada, where the ridiculous PC party and their hatred of humanity is trying to silence any form of teaching that trans people exist. If you grow up in that, all you're going to get is hegemony, which is like this reinforced paradigm of of the, the, the powerful people, the patriarchy, that's just going to reinforce this false social construct of the binary, male, female. So in thinking about all of this and reflecting on the class, yesterday, I came across a quote by the Dalai Lama, which completely spoke to this idea of ignorance, and that we can teach compassion, we can teach empathy, and how that's connected. So what the Dalai Lama wrote was this, the ultimate source of a happy life is warm-heartedness. Now, stopping the quote, warm-heartedness is what you would need to have empathy. Warm-heartedness is a sense of self-acceptance and self-worth such that you can look upon another person without judgment. So, back to the quote. The ultimate source of a happy life is warm-heartedness. Even animals display some sense of compassion. When it comes to human beings, compassion can, can be combined with intelligence. Through the application of reason... Compassion can be extended to all 7 billion human beings. Destructive emotions are related to ignorance, while compassion is helpful and related to intelligence. Consequently, it can be taught and learned. That's absolutely brilliant. When we observe and look at the pushback, the anger, and, and the rage from people who don't want to see any kind of social change, who don't want to see any kind of challenge against the status quo, or the binary, or that there's only man and a woman as God created. We need to look at how to help people increase their emotional intelligence. And that does not mean better than. Emotional intelligence is the ability for you, for me, to have the courage to not only face the challenges, but to show vulnerability in those moments, and to be able to connect with how would that make me feel if I was the person suffering this injustice? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, yeah, well, that's me. I get it. So how do I help that other person who is against me experience what I'm experiencing? <laughs> so this is what I'm sharing in this episode. I, I spoke about this in episode 51, why we need to engage critics and diffuse outrage. It's something I realized I had to, I have to continually develop in myself because for the change I want to make in the world, 
I have to be ready to have these tough conversations. I need to be able to help those people who don't understand, those people who are, let's say, ignorant. I need to assist them in taking that first step across the bridge of understanding. And I use bridge as a metaphor because, sure, I could cross the bridge over to them, but that doesn't help. Because they're probably just going to see me as infringing on their territory. You're getting too close into my space, buddy. Get out. Crossing the bridge without them wanting me is like me trying to push them. And their automatic reaction is to push back. There's something called a steel man argument, which means the best way you can serve someone who is against you in getting them to a place of dialogue or discussion is to try and understand what they're arguing for, what they stand for, and and to phrase it back to them in a way so that they can agree with you. Even if their agreement is only, yes, I see, I hear that you understand what I'm pissed off about what I'm pushing back against. Getting to a yes with a person who is against you is an important, let's call it a tactic, but a way to help them put that first foot on the bridge, stepping one foot closer towards you. You're making them feel like they do have a right to what they are thinking and what they believe. The next step is to, without calling them ignorant, (laughs) is to help them see what they don't know. Because ignorance is just not knowing what we don't know. And the first step in that process, what is that four-step process? learning model. There's unconscious incompetence. And then there's conscious incompetence when we learn what we don't know. And then we become consciously competent. This could be a skill or habit you're trying to develop or a new way of thinking. It's not perfect. Maybe you catch yourself always going back, reverting to old ways of thinking or doing. But you catch yourself. You're like, ah, crap, I did that again. Okay, I just have to keep practicing. That's what we would call habit formation and whatever time it takes to really reinforce and build that habit and create the synaptic synaptic pathways in the brain for that new pattern to emerge, to be solid. That finally moves into unconscious competence. When you're doing that new behavior, when you're thinking in that new way, and you're no longer actively conscious of it, it is just now who you are and your new identity. So this is the work I'm doing. This is what I am always teaching myself and practicing this trying to one person at a time create influence to reduce ignorance, to open up understanding. Because you never know when you are courageous enough to be vulnerable and have that difficult conversation who that person is, who they know, what kind of influence they have, because how they change their thinking that is better for the rest of the world, their circle of influence could be massively influenced by the change 
that they experience. And so this is something I know I need to teach others more. What I'm doing here on the podcast, but I have in my mind is a project that I, I really have to sit down and, and get to work on. Because if I want to see this change in the world, I have to offer people a, a way to do it efficiently and effectively. I touched on this in episode 65, What Are the Qualities of Gay Leadership? And I shared my thoughts about what I term evolutionary leadership for gay men, given our unique insights and characteristics and gifts, according to Ray Rigoglioso and Gay Men and the New Way Forward. But I broke down what I term the essentials of leadership as as. And, and there's definitely going to be more, and this could be a growing list, but I have two, and it's don't lead others directly and give people a philosophy. Now, if you've heard this, great, but I'm going to go through it again. Don't lead others directly, because that's pushing, that's forcing, right? We want to help that person take that first step across the bridge towards us, so that it's of their own volition. So I have to lead by example, in other words, lead yourself with integrity and authenticity and transparency and vulnerability as if everyone is watching even when no one is. So that, in me, in you, if this is what you want of yourself, needs to be part of that four-part learning process at the last step, step four, unconscious competence of leading like no one is watching. And then giving people a philosophy. That's how we get people out of ignorance. Give them better ways to think and to think more critically. Help people think in a way for the betterment of all of humanity. Because the person who is pushing back against you wants to live, wants to have their rights and freedoms. But to expand their limited definitions of what they think is acceptable or right or wrong makes for huge strides in personal transformation and will allow them to evolve and have a bigger impact on the world. So thank you for listening and I hope this gives you the inspiration to be open and willing not to challenge someone on their ignorance because a challenge is always going to get a pushback, and, and that's the subtle difference. But to invite that person to take that step towards you in conversation. Simple strategies, ask questions. Ask questions that don't feel like judgment. Ask questions that feel welcoming and caring. Use empathy. Frame everything in a way that you are trying that you demonstrate that you are trying to understand their point of view and that will help them move closer towards you. So to wrap, just a reminder, I would appreciate you greatly if you would take five minutes and answer my survey about how the podcast affects and helps you, what you like or what you would like to see improved and, and the future of the podcast. And that link is in the show notes. 
just uh, click inside the show notes on whatever uh, app you're using to listen to the podcast today. Or you can just go over there right now. It's a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly slash L-O-P survey, short for Living Out Podcast Survey. bit.ly slash L-O-P survey. Thank you so much for listening. And live out, live proud, and use your difference to make a difference.